I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. Got plenty to jump into here. Kind of recapping maybe uh, some of the notable shakeout notes from last weekend's official visitors uh, discussing some targets that are now somewhat off the board, I would say, or maybe trending elsewhere. And then looking ahead to the biggest official visit weekend of the summer from a Miami Hurricanes perspective with, what, five-ish? Yeah, I think it's five. Five Five-star prospects set to visit. So lots to dive in here, Gabby. Let's start kind of reviewing the June 2nd official visitors just you know maybe some of the some of the lingering notes that you've picked on picked mm-hmm. up here uh you know now that it's been a few days since those guys have head back to their homes let's start with a guy it seems like you know you you've reported on the site inside the u.com and one to highlight too we got a 60% off annual sub deal going on right now big month big recruiting month Now's the time to jump on board. I think that gets you an annual uh, yearly subscription for 43 bucks. So jump on board if you want an even deeper level of recruiting coverage. But anyways, Gabby, it seems like Miami feels really good about how they're trending with Juco cornerback Demetrius Freeney. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think Miami's in a in a really good spot there. Uh, I talked to Demetrius. Uh, I, I talked to him just really probably a couple hours ago. Uh, I just yeah, and then even just checking in on the situation, you know, from Miami's perspective, like yeah, I, I absolutely think that Miami's in a really good spot here. Uh, I, it, it seems to me like even this morning, uh, you know, Miami's had kind of discussions on, you know, what this is going to look like exactly because it does feel like they're kind of tight. Uh, you know, getting tight on numbers, if not already tight on numbers. So I'm not exactly sure what that looks like, nor am I going to speculate on what exactly that looks like. Um, but I think ultimately they're going to find room for, I mean, it feels to me like they're going to find room for Demetrius Freeney. Uh, you know, they've they've completely flipped over that cornerback room. Uh, I, I think they feel like he's someone worth even adding further to it. You know, they lost Terry Roberts, uh, one that they got via the transfer portal. Uh, from Iowa in the December window, I feel like, you know, they feel like Demetrius Freeney would potentially be an upgrade. I mean, I think Terry Roberts was kind of stuck way, way down the depth chart. And I wasn't, I don't think that there was much of a shot for him to really climb up, up it. 
And I think that Dimitri Frini gives you more wiggle room long-term. He has three years of eligibility. Uh, he took a one-day trip to Indiana. Uh, seemed to really seemed to like Indiana, you know, like the, the idea of playing in the Big Ten. You, you play a lot of, you know, big-time programs when you're in the Big Ten, the Michigan, the Ohio State, Penn State, all that type of stuff. So it is a good conference. I think he recognizes that. Uh, Houston making the move, uh, you know, to the Power Five level now and, you know, again, recognizes that there's going to be opportunity at Houston as well. But, you know, I do got, kind of get the feel that, you know, Miami is – Again, as long as Miami has a spot for him, that Miami's kind of the place that he ends up being. So uh, that's just my sort of read on the situation as I'm kind of tracking it here uh, almost hour by hour at this point, just because of the roster situation. Yeah, and Miami needs to make sure they have Rube because Demetrius can join the team this fall. He's yeah. a he's a JUCO addition that can that can play this year. Yeah. He told me he to wants to team. move. He said he wants to move wherever he picks he wants to move in this weekend like you know he said he's oh, wow. gonna kind of okay. make a decision later on tonight probably announced sometime on thursday i think it was originally gonna be a friday announcement i think he's gonna announce on thursday uh at some point i think he's gonna have his mind made up sometime wednesday night uh you know sometime early thursday uh but you know i think i think we're gonna know where demetrius Freeney goes going sometime within the next 24 hours or so and then he's like wherever i'm going i'm, I'm like you know he's he's kind of ready to to pack up his things and head out. So yeah, it's like, this is a, this is going to, this is all going to move very, very quickly. What, uh, have you been able to get eyes on him in person? I haven't, okay. I, I wasn't able to, but I is think, this... I, yeah, listen to six, one, one I, I mean, no one's like told me he doesn't look like that, but I will say that Miami does feel like, you know, he could even potentially contribute in the slot too. So I'm not saying that okay. maybe he's not six, one, but, uh, you know, he they feel like he's someone that's kind of maybe compact enough to to play the slot or or anything like that. Or maybe I don't know. I know the slots can be labeled as maybe, you know, smaller guys. I don't know if that's necessarily the case here. Again, I think that's just maybe a part of his skill set. Yeah. And, you know, trying to size guys up on tape is a little bit foolish, but I'll say to me, he looks on tape more like a 5'11", six footish type of corner, which is still fine. Um, and then on tape too, he, he plays at college of San Mateo out in California. Seems like a guy that's competitive, has a nice jam, uh, at the line of scrimmage and also plays with good technique downfield when he's targeted by opposing quarterbacks. So I think as a guy that would raise the competition level in the room, you and I have talked about how, you know, we had some concerns at cornerback coming out of spring and my, this would be. You know, admittedly, they're they're losing Terry Roberts, but since the end of spring, they would have added what three transfer yeah. college transfer level corners in Demetrius, um, Richard from Vanderbilt, and Jaden Davis, right? Yep. So, in addition to the freshmen that are here in the summer, so uh, working hard to flip that room. Do you have any idea how many years of eligibility Freeney would have? He has three, three. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were, we are monitoring that one. Could Mr. Freeney could end up being Miami's next commitment. Um, next I want to touch on is Draylon Miller. Uh, you, you admitted coming out, uh, you know, in our instant reaction podcast on Sunday, coming out of those official visit updates, you didn't really have much of a, vibe on Draylon Miller. He's the talented wide receiver out of the state of Texas. 
what do you know now that it's been a few days since the recording of that podcast? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, definitely, definitely feel like I have a much clearer grasp on that, on that recruitment. Um, you know, this is a guy that I think Shannon Dawson has played a role in Miami's recruitment here. I mean, he's been recruiting Draylon Miller since he was in the, since Miller was in the ninth grade. Uh, so they have, I think those two have a longstanding relationship. I think that's where Miami was kind of able to sneak in th- through the door. Uh, I think the visit surpassed their expectations. I think they came down expecting to like Miami kind of just like a, Hey, let's get this official visit thing rolling. Let's take a nice, a nice trip at a school that, you know, it's going to be, you know, a good time, all those things, but Hey, maybe we're really more focused on some others. And I think that's still maybe the case, but I do think that they like, you know, Miller and his family and all those people that kind of came with him. I think they left thinking like, hey, maybe this is more of an option than we realized or that we were maybe uh, giving him credit for, uh, you know, just just kind of considering everything. And look, I still think that, uh, you know, USC is is a very real player in this in this one. I think LSU is a legitimate threat. I mean, of course, A&M, too. Um, but I think that you know, I think Miami definitely helped themselves. Are they going to be able to fend off some of these other schools long-term? I mean, I would wager that they wouldn't, Um, you know, he, I think we have him listed David at six foot two, 198 pounds. And I think we were trying to figure out, you know, ourselves like, Hey, like, I mean, if this kid is six two, 200 pounds and he has tape that looks like that, what's the catch here? Uh, You know, it seems like he measured in, you know, a little bit smaller, six foot, I think probably around 190 pounds. Uh, So not quite as big as we thought he was. Um, but still impressive stuff. Uh, you know, kind of the feedback that I've gotten from multiple people, multiple people is that he's kind of built like a, like a running back or a safety or, or something like that, you know, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, you know, again, I think this is a talented kid Miami likes, but uh, again, I, I wouldn't put my, my eggs in that basket right now, as far as counting them into this class. Anyone else you want to throw some other notes out there from that June 2nd weekend, uh, as we kind of wrap things up on that weekend for now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we can just kind of keep talking. I think really the, just the linebacker situation in general is kind of just super interesting to me. It's something I wrote, uh, I think yesterday, maybe I went so Tuesday on the website that, you know, I think Miami really likes James Nesta. I think there were points on, throughout the visit that, you know, maybe they felt like he was kind of close. Um, and, you know, again, I, they really like him. Uh, you know, I, th- I think the visit went extremely, extremely well, but Miami's kind of bringing in a couple of linebackers this weekend and Keyshawn Flowers and Cameron Pruitt. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of getting a, a first come first serve type of thing. So if Nesta's not really re- ready to pull the trigger and let's say a Cameron Pruitt is who maybe fills into a maybe not the exact role, but a similar role. Uh, you know, I think they would both be outside linebackers if Pruitt were, were to kind of want in. I'm wondering how much that would impact, you know, the Nesta situation. So I think the linebacker thing just really in general is is okay. is I, I, I just find it very interesting to see how this board is going to shake out because I feel like there's a lot of possibilities. But, yeah, I do think the Nesta James Nesta visit went really well. And I, I know they really, really love him. And Nesta is still going to visit what UNC and Oklahoma. Yeah. I think North Carolina this weekend and then North and then Oklahoma the following. Okay. So those will be worth monitoring. Of course, he's from the state of North Carolina. So we'll see uh, how that goes this weekend. Uh, Speaking of kind of boards shuffling at specific position groups, Miami's offensive line board uh, took some hits here from the first official visit weekend with Joseph Ayanada at a Clearwater. Uh, he was one of Miami's top center targets. He, what, how did this shake out, Gabby? He camped at Alabama, 
they offered him that day and said, hey, if you want to jump on this offer, it has to be today. That's kind of the sense that I get of how that all went down, where, uh, you know, I think Alabama was always kind of talking to him, but it was kind of like, hey, come camp for us, come work out. He did all that. They offered him and it was just kind of like, hey, but like, we're going to do this, like, you know, got to lock it in. Uh, he did. He jumped at the opportunity to play at Alabama. You know, you know, yeah. that's a very respectable decision. Uh, you know, mine had been working, you know, obviously a long time in that one. Unfortunate kind of, of the way that that kind of shook out. But, you know, I think Miami's kind of prepared to move on. And I do think that they feel like there are some other, you know, good options on the table. And then Derek Plaz, an offensive tackle kind of name to know. He was set to visit Miami later in June. He committed to Penn State. And then it sounds like Miami's going in a different direction in general from Nair Daniels, a big uh, offensive tackle prospect from the state of New Jersey, who was also set to visit, but that's no longer going to happen. So Gabby, who who would you say are kind of the names to know uh, on the offensive line board now that there is some shuffling going on there? Yeah, I think there's definitely a few. I mean, we could start at tackle. Uh, Ty Hilton is out of Oviedo, Florida. That's the same school that produced Matt Lee. He's coming this weekend for an official visit. Miami really likes him. Uh, just, you know, like what they kind of saw during that spring evaluation period. They're really high on him. They think he has, you know, developmental upside. So he's one, uh, a name I've been kind of keep that I kind of keep tossing out there is KV on Broussard. He's out of Zachary, Louisiana. He's a six foot five, six foot six. He says he's 280. He's listed at 245. We don't have any verified stuff on him. So I'm sure he's somewhere in between there. Maybe he's around the 265 range. I don't know. He looks like a, like a put together kid. Uh, I, I think Miami is, is, I think. Miami's definitely doing their homework there and, uh, you know, you know, like heavily evaluating him. I know that they've been in contact, uh, you know, plenty. I know they've already talked multiple times this week. So he has a Texas tech and a Texas tech and a Missouri official visit this summer. He's also going to Florida state this weekend for an unofficial visit. I think he's in a camp there. Uh, so that'll be kind of worth watching as well. But I think Miami might try to bounce one of those Texas tech Missouri's and see if they can kind of squeeze themselves, squeeze themselves in there this summer. Um, so I think those are a couple of the tackle name, the main tackle names to know along the interior. I mean, we have Sendria Fua, who I think is, you know, known pretty well by the fan base at this point. And then two kind of newer names, but I feel like names that I think we've talked about plenty is Eddie Turk, who's out of, uh, Louis, who's out of Illinois. Uh, again, I think when we're talking about centers, I think Eddie Turk is someone that Miami believes could end up being a center of the future for them. Uh, you know, if not a, a high level guard, they think he's a, a big, big time player. They think he's just an absolute dude. He goes both ways on the offensive line, plays defensive line, you know, just doesn't come off the field for his team. Miami just loves like the whole makeup and think he has a he thinks he has a chance to be special. Miami also really, really, really likes Zuri Madison, who's out of Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, plays at Fred, Frederick, Frederick Douglas High School. Uh, he's another one who Miami thinks has like, you know, center upside that he can get it done there. If not, that he can just be, you know, a total dude as a guard. You know, I think they I think it's, you know, they they feel like they got their pillars in Francis Malagoa and Samson Akinlola. I think now it's about building up that interior line. I think they're well on their way, especially after seeing Tommy Kinsler over the weekend. And I feel like adding a few of these types of guys, uh, you know, would help them feel, you know, way more comfortable about, you know, the the line in general, you know, moving forward. Feels like center is a big priority, finding that Definitely. next starting yeah. center down yeah. the road. Yeah, L losing Connor Lou last cycle was was kind of a gut punch uh, for yeah. them. 
I, I think, I mean, I think it, it helped them pivot and maybe go get a Matt Lee. I think like that was one right. situation that maybe kind of materialized out of Miami losing Connor Lou. Um, you know, he flipped to Auburn at the end, at the tail end of that 2023 recruiting cycle. But yeah, I mean, it's still about finding their center. It's still about finding that guy. Uh, I think they feel like that's one of the most important positions because they don't feel like you can throw anyone at center. Like not everyone can snap the ball and come up and block, you know, like that's there's, you have to have a certain skill set, a certain level of athleticism to do that. I think they, they, you have to be able to, you know, kind of lead the offensive line. You have to kind of be the guy that, that man's the middle, um, you know, and I, and I think they're, they put a lot of emphasis and I think they put a lot on their center. So I think finding a great one is, is a super, super big priority for them. I think that's why in the transfer portal, you saw them go all in on Matt Lee pretty quickly. The star Horton group is a real estate company that covers all of Miami Dade, Broward and Palm beach counties born and raised in Miami. Star is committed to growing his clients' wealth and securing their futures. One of the top realtors in the state, Star knows the ins and outs of the market to make sure his clients get the best possible value when they sell or buy. If you're looking to buy or sell or know someone who is, call or text Star directly at 561-573-4661. And here's the beauty. When you refer someone to Star, he will donate $250 to the Miami Hurricanes Athletic Fund in your name upon the closing of the deal. So to have a great real estate experience and help our Canes, call or text STAR today at 561-573-4661. Are you a business owner or manager in need of seasonal or temporary staff? Let the folks at LT Pro Enterprises assist. The folks at LT Pro Enterprises can help you find laborers, for your business in the state of Florida with an expanding footprint to other states as well. Reach out to Lionel Torres at torreslionel1, the number one, at gmail.com. LT Pro Enterprises, your source for all of your staffing and labor needs. Another uh, position group where the board is, I don't know if it's shuffling, but they're definitely. Um, you know, doing their homework on other guys with Caleb Odom, who I think is, I think it's fair to say is Miami's top target at tight end. One of the best athletes at tight end in this class, a very deep tight end class, this cycle. He comes from Carrollton, Georgia. Uh, He's been down to Miami for multiple unofficial visits. He took an official visit to Alabama this past weekend. And now the buzz is he's trending to Alabama with some crystal ball predictions for the Crimson Tide. Gabby, let's just start with Caleb Odom. What's your understanding of the situation there as it relates to Miami? He's still scheduled at this point to visit on June 23rd. Uh, Do you think that visit happens? Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like, you know, Miami went and, you know, did their homework there, just kind of checked in with the family. I think they kind of got reassured that nothing immediate is happening. Uh, You know, maybe maybe, you know, maybe Alabama should be viewed as the leader for Caleb Odom at this point. Um, You know, definitely not denying that. And I don't think that Miami's just like trying to pretend like that's not uh, a thing or a threat. I definitely feel like they like Miami's always felt like Alabama, Ole Miss, 
uh, Penn State were a few schools that they were kind of like, you know, really kind of worried about. Um, so but I, I do think that they feel like they're going to get an opportunity to get him back on the 23rd uh, to host him for an official visit. Uh, you know, I feel like kind of like the temperature on Caleb Odom's recruitment has has changed a couple times. Uh, you know, he seems to definitely like, uh, you know, the visits that he takes. And when he kind of comes off of those visits, he always kind of says, you know, the right things about those that school, those schools that he kind of visits. I mean, I feel like that's kind of been a little trend here with Caleb Odom. And uh, so, I, I mean, yeah, I think Alabama is, you know, for many reasons should be viewed as you know, maybe the school to watch right now. Uh, I think, again, Ole Miss is a legit threat, but I do feel like Miami has done a lot of work in this recruitment, and I do feel like they're going to get that opportunity late in June to get them back down. So, you know, in recruiting, you got to have, I don't even know if backup plan is is fair phrasing for yeah. this situation because these are all really good players, but uh, who are some of the guys that Miami is also talking to uh, and, and will make a priority with Caleb Odom trending to Alabama. Yeah, I think I think first name uh you know is is Elijah Lofton. He's coming on an unofficial visit uh this coming weekend again. Miami wants to take two. And I know I've said it before, kind of like that flex Caleb Odom type and the kind of that inline. I mean Elijah Lofton should be like the top inline you know, a tight end target. So just categorizing it that way, I still feel like they have a really good shot to land. Maybe their other top tight end target in Elijah Lofton, uh, you know, Texas is, is, is really in there. He's out of Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman kind of cut out of the Brevin Jordan mold where maybe slightly undersized uh, Brevin Jordan, maybe a little bit taller, a little bit longer, but Elijah Lofton, you know, has some serious weight room stuff. Like, you know, he cleans 320. He's, he squats 505. Uh, bench presses over 300 pounds. I mean, just a total dude. Um, so I think my, I think Elijah Lofton is is definitely a name that Miami fans want to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, Amir Jackson uh, out of Portal, Georgia, kind of has a basketball background. He worked out for Miami uh, last Thursday. Uh, did a did a one on one individual workout with uh, tight ends coach Cody Cody Woodle. Uh, Mario Cristobal watched it. Shannon Dawson watched it. Some you know key personnel people watched it, and I think everyone kind of walked away from that workout feeling better about Amir Jackson they, than they did going into it. And that's that they already liked uh, Amir Jackson a lot. He's definitely a little bit raw. Uh, but he's got really nice length. Uh, you know, he kind of has a little bit of like Jaleel Skinner to him uh, where it's, but okay. maybe even a little bit more athletic at this state. Like I feels like he's maybe a more natural, uh, you know, you know, pass catcher. Um, you know, I feel like maybe he's a little bit even more filled out than Jaleel Skinner was at this stage of the process at like, you know, the same stage of, of his process. I think uh, Jaleel Skinner is probably a little bit taller and maybe a little bit longer. Uh, but Amir, I think they really like what Amir Jackson is. That's a Miami Florida battle. It seems to be shaking out to be. Uh, and then, I mean, a name, a new name that's kind of emerged on my radar, um, you know, this week is Walter Matthews. Uh, he's a top two, four, seven tight end out of Hiram, Georgia. I mean, looks like a power forward, six foot seven, uh, you know, 245, 250 pounds, uh, took official visits to USC, uh, I, I believe. Uh, I, I think he's going to go see Florida at some point and he's going to go see South Carolina as well. Uh, I think Miami's been working in this recruitment, you know, over the course of the spring, I believe they went to go watch him at some point in the spring. Uh, and, and again, I think this is one that they're kind of, you know, kind of, I, I think they feel like they have a crease, which is uh, I think they're trying to find their way into that. So um, just kind of see where else that they can kind of move with that recruitment. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know, some next steps took place in terms of just maybe getting them down for a visit. Or, or anything like that. Uh, so that's something I would definitely watch out 
uh, for here, you know, relatively soon. But yeah, Walter Matthews is definitely a name I think Miami fans need to start becoming more aware of. Yeah, he goes six seven two forty five, so he's a big boy. Yeah, big uh, boy with some basketball background. Um, recruiting is not in a vacuum, and so for that reason, you know, other schools are trying to get these guys too, and that's why it matters. And um, you know, all these all these schools got to make it work uh, in a competitive environment. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's move forward now to talking about this big June 9th official visit weekend, Gabby. And let's start on the defensive line. Uh with the five-star prospects set to visit. Colin Simmons, David Stone, Dylan Stewart, Aiden Breland. That gives you four five-star official visitors this weekend on the defensive line. Uh, That could be a big-time starting defensive line in the future. Uh, and, And I would assume, Gabby, that's what Miami is selling this weekend. Which of these guys, you know, they're all big time targets. Yeah. They're all very important players. We've talked about them ad nauseum at this point leading up to this week. Which one of these players has your interest peaked the most, would you say? And why would that be? Yeah, I, I think to me, it's probably David Stone. And I think it would just be kind of like, just really, I think it would just be like a long, like the perfect lines of messaging that mine is trying to send of just like, you know, the IMG Academy stuff. And, you know, he's so long been a lean to Oklahoma. Um, but yeah, you know, I think David Stone is maybe the one that, uh, you know, momentum. I'm more, yeah, the moment, the momentum again, the school and w- w- the, the doors that opens. And I think just the type of personality he is and, you know, that kind of alpha nature that he has. And I, I think like, you know, like, I mean, I think Dylan Stewart is an, is an absolutely freaky type of prospect. And then the same thing with Aiden Breland, Colin Simmons, the same. I mean, these guys are all extremely talented, but just like, I feel like David Stone is just, I, I, I think he makes the most sense for Miami. And I'm not saying either of these guys don't like either, like these guys, others don't, but David Stone, I feel like is the guy that like, if Miami can get this guy, like, I think that would just be like such like the perfect launching pad. Uh, for what these guys want to do, which again is to sign the best defensive line class in the country. Cause I think if you can get David stone on board, I think you have a chance to get some of these other guys on board because I yeah. think he's the type of dude that will attract others. So da- da- getting da- uh, David stone or, or like, you know, just that possibility, you know, I think just the, the fall, the fallout, I mean, I guess in a positive way, but just like whatever happens after that, I think would just really help Miami do everything that they want to do. 
he is definitely a magnetic guy. And yeah, yeah I think he would, I think he could help them land at least one of these other five-star guys that are visiting with him, which one, I don't know, but I do think he'd be that type of guy. Let me ask you this question too. So all these guys are really good players in different ways. All of them have really good tape in different ways. I'm curious for your opinion, Gabby, which one of these guys do you like most uh, in terms of what they put on tape? Do you have a personal favorite of these four five-star defensive linemen? Yeah, I think just like, I, I think just based on like, if again, if there was no regional stuff or anything like that, or like if I could just pick one and just be like, this is the guy I want, I would probably go Aiden Breland. Um, you know, I'm not like, I think the other, again, I think the other guys are great too, but Aiden Breland to me is just like exactly what Miami needs, uh, on the interior. I mean, he, you know, physically checks all those boxes. I think he is a leader just kind of based on what I've heard on him. I think he has the right mental makeup, which is exactly what Miami's looking for. Uh, he leads in maybe a different way that David Stone does. I've heard his, that the Aiden Breland mentality is more like of a Matt, of, of like a Matt Lee type of mentality within the way that they kind of just carry themselves and, you know, go about their business. And if we remember when Matt Lee got here, he was like immediately like, you know, the king of the off season strength program uh, and, you know, did all that stuff. So, I mean, then what Aiden Breland does on the field, I mean, I just think he has that position versatility where you can, he could play mm-hmm. inside. You could probably put him on the outside a little bit too. Um, I, I think just kind of like the idea of like him and Ruben Bain kind of playing alongside of each other would just be a ton of fun. Uh, I think Aiden Breland is, is a potential like super, I think he has like superstar potential. And I think again, what he could do in the middle of, I think what he could do to ACC interior linemen, would right. help Miami just kind of go to that next level to where they kind of need to get to. Yeah, he goes 6'5", 290, and he does have some position versatility. I think he's mostly an interior guy, yeah. but on his high school tape, he does play on the edge. Um, he's coming off a Texas A&M visit, going to visit Georgia and Oregon later this month. Dylan Stewart, he's the defensive end that comes from Washington, D.C., coming off a Georgia visit. We'll visit Ohio State and South Carolina later this month. We mentioned David Stone. He's coming off a Florida visit. He is going to visit Oklahoma, I believe, the weekend after he visits Miami. David Stone's from Oklahoma, so the Sooners are definitely one to watch there. And then Colin Simmons, uh, he is from Duncanville, Texas High School. Um, He will visit Alabama and Texas here later this month. Colin Simmons has fun film. I don't know if he's necessarily like a three down lineman, like these other defensive linemen, but he is a turbocharged stand-up edge rusher that dips under pad level, bends around the edge, always affecting the quarterback. He is a twitched up guy. um, And his tape is a lot of fun to watch. So we'll see the shakeout. I, I would not expect any decisions coming out of this. Yeah this weekend with this group uh, because they're big time guys that go through the process, but we'll see what the buzz is coming out. And if uh, that impression Miami makes uh, holds strong through July, which is probably when a lot of these guys are going to make their decisions. Let's stick with the five-star theme uh, and cornerback Ellis Robinson committed to Georgia. He visited Georgia this past weekend. He's an IMG Academy uh, player. Uh, now Miami gets their crack to try and flip him. Uh, the thinking is, you know, he is pretty firm 
in his Georgia commitment. Uh, but if there is one school that might be able to pull off a flip, it could be Miami. What do we need to say about Ellis Robinson at, at this point, Gabby? I think this is a visit where it's just kind of see see what move you can make. Uh, you know, he was a part of that first big Georgia weekend uh, that, you know, a bunch of these guys were kind of on. I mean, Dylan Stewart, again, was there. Um, Ellis Robinson, of course. I mean, there was a bunch of other guys at Georgia. Uh, Justin Scott, who's another Miami target, who was, who was there at Georgia. Um, so I think Miami here, again, I, th- I think their long-term plan here was just been like, just kind of just continue to get him back on campus. Like, yeah, this is for the official visit, but I think Miami knows long-term it's probably just going to come down to like, if Miami can get it done on the field, you know, get it done in the fall, put wins on the board, uh, yeah. those types of things, you know, I think they'll feel like then they'll have the best possible chance to flip a guy like Ellis Robinson. So I think this is again, just kind of putting him in a great environment, just continuing to to show him like, hey, we want you, we need you. This is what we want to accomplish. And I think if they're able to do what they kind of need to do on Saturdays this fall, where again, not go win 11 games, don't go on a play, like you don't got to go to playoff run, but just kind of show that the program's trending the right way, it's headed in the right direction. I right. think, uh, you know, it's just about, again, get him on this OV, OV then get him down for a game. Uh, win that game that he's at, you know, just like do all those little things where you can, you know, just continue to show Ellis Robinson that, hey, you know, Miami's a, a viable option for you too. So he's the number one high school cornerback for this class. You reported today on InsideTheU.com, Gabby, that the number one Juco cornerback is set to visit this weekend as well. He's teammates with uh, Demetrius Freeney, who we've already talked about. He visited last weekend. What do we need to know about this situation? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, Sione, Sione La, Laule, gosh, just butchered that. Uh, he's coming down for an official visit uh, this coming weekend. This is someone Miami really, really likes. I, I, he got down in the spring for a visit. Uh, so he's a six foot. I heard he's like maybe he listed as six foot four. I think he's like six foot three and a half still a really long corner with, I think, sub 1100 meter speed. Uh, he's got plenty of big time programs after him. Uh, Penn State just got him on campus for an official visit. I think USC is a school that he likes a lot as well. Uh, so, you know, again, uh, Miami's recruiting his teammate, Demetrius Freeney. I do think that there's a chance that Demetrius Freeney is, you know, c- jumps on board here soon. If that happens, it'll be right before uh, Laule gets down here for his official visit, which I think would just kind of set a good, just really set a good tone for that weekend. I think it'll be cool. They're close. Uh, you know, they're good friends. They've taken visits together before. Um, so, you know, I, I, this is, again, a ju- junior college cornerback that Miami really likes. Unlike Freeney, uh, Laule is a December, uh, you know, he should be considered a 20, class of 2024 prospect. So he is going to be pick. He's going to be enrolling at his school in December. Uh, so he okay. won't be there for the 2023 season the way that Demetrius Freeney would be. So, uh, you know, Miami's recruiting him the same way, you know, same classes and Ellis Robinson, uh, guys like that. So yeah, they, they really like this kid. Uh, and I think getting him on campus is a, is a good, you know, nice step here in this recruitment. Yeah. We've talked about how Miami needs to flip that cornerback room and yeah. the actions of the Miami staff have, you know, shown that as well with the amount of transfers they brought in. Um, you know, not saying, not saying, uh, this, this gets done, but bringing in the number one high school corner and the number one Juco corner, again, you're selling a vision, you're putting yourself in the game and, and we'll see if, if, uh, they can close on either one of those guys. Um, four-star running back, Jarrett Gibson 
also from IMG Academy, number 35 overall player, according to the composite. He's coming off a Georgia visit. He's going to visit Tennessee and Texas. Texas has the crystal ball predictions at this point, but Miami's thought to maybe be the number two school here, Gabby. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think that Texas has been the school that's been the perceived leader here for a long time. Uh, you know, may, maybe they still are. Uh, I think he has a Texas visit uh, later on in the month, but Miami will definitely get their opportunity this weekend. They've done a good job recruiting uh, Jared Gibson. He's definitely one of the, the top names on the board. Uh, you know, alongside Kevin Riley out of Alabama, who's coming, you know, the following week in June 16th. Uh, they also like Chauncey Bowens, the Florida commit out of Palm Beach, Benjamin. But Jared Gibson is in, you know, that tier, that group of guys that, you know, Miami really likes. Again, that would like that they would like to pair alongside Chris Wheatley Humphrey, uh, you know, in, in this 2024 recruiting class. And uh, I think Miami feels feels like they definitely made up ground. Uh, this is a a big time high profile recruitment. I think Tennessee, uh, Georgia, um, again, and I think Florida are some other schools that are in the mix there. So uh, I think this is one where uh, th- it, I feel like this can go a, a, a few different ways, depending on how June goes, depending how some, some recruiting boards shake up. But right now I do think, uh, you know, Texas might be the team that's going to be tough to beat. Four-star defensive lineman, LJ McCray at a Daytona beach mainland high school. Number 136 overall player, according to the composite. He's coming off a Florida visit. He's set to visit Auburn and Georgia this month and FSU in the fall. He's another position versatile type of defensive lineman at 6'6", 260. He's got that length you like on the edge. And he's also uh, got that frame that could fill out uh, to kick inside eventually. He could definitely get up to that 290, 300 pound range. Uh, when all is said and done at the college level. Uh, Gabby, this weekend will be important here to try and keep that momentum going for LJ McRae. Yeah, I I mean, I think Miami absolutely loves LJ McRae. And, you know, we get, you know, for, you know, naturally, you know, all the eyes are going to be on those five-star defensive linemen. But, I mean, LJ McRae, one, he's like a top 100 kid, so he's still very highly ranked. And two, I think, like, you know, Miami absolutely covets him as well. Uh, You know, they think he's a future, you know, yeah, they think he's has a has a long NFL future ahead of him. They think he's going to be, you know, an excellent player, you know, down the line, you know, three, five, seven, ten years down the road. You know, they expect LJ McCray to just be a guy that's just going to get better and better and better. Uh, the more he kind of get, you know, stays in the game and the more he kind of grows and develops, they think his ceiling long term, maybe long term, that means past college and all that stuff is just insanely high. But they still think that he's going to be a really, really good player, um, you know, at the college level as well. Um, and LJ McRae is someone that they that they like a lot. Again, Florida, they're battling Auburn, they're battling uh, said Georgia and then Florida State. Uh, he was just at Florida. I think Miami's going to have a chance to make a a really strong impression this weekend. Again, I mean, they're going to, you know, he's, he's, he's very much a part of this big old vision of just like, Hey, you guys need to all come here. Like you guys need to do all this. He's definitely a name at the very top of the board alongside, you know, the Aiden Breelands and, you know, the David stones and those types. Attention business owners. I'm going to say three words you've probably heard of by now. Employee retention credit. If you're a business owner with W-2 employees and you haven't explored this program, you need to schedule a call with our friends at Foreman Law Offices, ASAP. 
The employee retention credit can put thousands of dollars back into the hands of business owners. However, the rules are complex and have changed many times since the inception of the program. You need to have a qualified law firm with experience in the ERC. Evaluate this for your business. You won't owe them a dime until you get paid. All you have to do is go to erclawyers.com and fill out the short questionnaire to schedule a call with their team. Two minutes may be worth thousands of dollars for your business. Get it done today. erclawyers.com. Tell them TTS sent you for Through the Smoke. This episode is also brought to you by Midway Sports, your one-stop shop for all of your sporting good needs, located just two miles south of the University of Miami. This locally owned small business has everything you would need to gear up for every sport. Their stocked up men's, women's, and kids' selections has you and your family covered for all of your outdoor needs. Use promo code SMOKE15 for 15% off your online order at MidwaySports.com. Money can be the root of all evil when you don't understand it. A couple of bad decisions shouldn't continue to affect us years later, and the path to recovery shouldn't be as painful as the regret. Everyone at some point needs help with their financial situation, and Pride Financial can lend that helping hand. Pride Financial offers a patient and judgment-free environment and will provide you with the knowledge and power you need to realize your dreams. Once they identify your goals, they will guide you to the finish line, holding your hand every step of the way. Repairing and building credit is only the first step. They'll educate you on a variety of banking and financial institutions, what resources they offer, and how to maximize funding for your financial needs. Gain access to a vast network of realtors and licensed dealers to receive outstanding deals on prime real estate and the newest vehicles to fit your lifestyle. They even offer education and services to assist those more involved on the business side of things. Text 305-393-7698 or email globalchoice underscore consulting at yahoo.com to book a free consultation with Pride Financial. And let's take pride in our finances. Four-star wide receiver Braylon Staley hails from Aiken High School in South Carolina, six foot 175. He's coming off a Clemson visit. Uh, He has crystal ball predictions to Clemson, but he has not committed to Clemson. He is still going to visit Tennessee and North Carolina, uh, or he's planning to visit them after this Miami visit this weekend. Uh, He is the number 182 overall player in the country, according to the composite. Uh, We all know, Gabby, how outside receiver is a key position of need for the offense this cycle. Um, what are you expecting out of this weekend's visit? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Braylon Staley is a very interesting name to to kind of track right now. So again, like you said, he went to Clemson this weekend. Clemson takes two wide receivers that they had that they had brought in. They took five star Brian Wesco. Uh, they took four star TJ Moore out of the Tampa area. Uh, so I mean, I I just think that's worth kind of knowing that you know these mm-hmm. guys that Clemson did take two of those guys. Uh, Staley is an in-state kid, and if kind you know this is Clemson's only big official visit weekend, and I feel like 
I don't feel like if Staley kind of moves on, he doesn't have a spot. But I also know that Clemson's chasing Mike Matthews. They're chasing guys like uh, Cameron Coleman out of Alabama. They're chasing Alex Taylor out of North Carolina. And then Braylon Staley, I think, is a part of that group. But I think Miami feels like the doors, the door that was already kind of open for them to make a move on is just cracked open a little bit wider uh, just because those spots at Clemson just became a little bit more tighter. And how many more wide receivers are they going to take? I'm not quite sure, but they just got two of their top, you know, wide receiver targets committed. So I think if you're Braylon Staley, you're kind of looking around a little bit harder now trying to, to see what else is kind of out there. And again, I think after that first Miami unofficial visit that he took, I thought Miami, you know, I thought he sounded, you know, really high on Miami. He's legitimately interested. Um, and just kind of, again, talking to people at, you know, just kind of around the recruitment, it does seem like Miami feels like there is a window for them in this one. You, you mentioned Tennessee, North Carolina. Those are definitely two schools uh, to watch. But I do think Miami is a school that's like very much in play for, for Braylon Staley. And so I think he could be a name to watch this weekend. Four star tight end Elijah Lopton. We talked about him already. Uh, top 247 player. Um, he has already visited Arizona State and Hawaii. Will visit Texas. Gabby is the biggest thing this weekend just to make that strong impression before he goes and visits Texas because it seems like this is shaping up to be a Miami Texas battle. Yeah, that's that's definitely the vibe I get is that this is uh you know the Hurricanes and the Longhorns. Um, I, I think the goal this weekend is hopefully just just kind of get this Shut thing done. Yeah, I think that would be ultimate goal. I think when he visited the last time, that was something that you know maybe they're already even starting to press. So. Uh, Texas got one of their top tight end targets on campus this past weekend. Uh, he's a he's a tight end out of California. The last name is Swanson. I can't remember the first name. Not, I'm not super familiar with the kid. But, you know, Texas seems to be in a good spot in that recruitment. Um, so, you know, I do think that Miami has an opportunity to kind of maybe close here. Not saying they will, but I think that's definitely something they could press for. Uh, you know, if he gets to Texas, you know, that's obviously going to be a little bit, you know, something you got, you're going to have to sweat out. But I do think that Miami is the school that's probably in the best spot right now of anyone. Okay, he's that 6'2", 220 H-back type that would bring physicality to the offense and in those important red zone areas and then also short yardage situations. Uh, Three-star defensive tackle TJ Lindsay comes from IMG Academy. He goes 6'3", 291. Coming off an Auburn visit, we'll visit Texas later this month. I guess he's from the state of Arkansas, Gabby. This is kind of a new addition to the official yeah. visit list. So what do we need to know about Mr. TJ Lindsay? Yeah, Lindsay was here, I think, when all these other guys were here, when they went to go uh, hang out at Mario Cristobal's house and, and did all that fun stuff. I'm pretty sure he was a part of that that visit day. Um, you know, I, so I mean, Miami really likes T. Again, this is, this is another guy that they like along the defensive line. I think he's someone that maybe could be just kind of like a big edge or if not, you know, like a, you know, you know, again, you can kind of just, he's already almost big enough where you can, he can just have the natural size to be that ideal defensive tackle kind of that you want. I think he's an athletic kid um, originally from Bryant, Arkansas, which is a good program, uh, you know, there in, in Arkansas. Uh, playing at IMG Academy now. And again, I think this is IMG week at uh, at Miami yeah. with all these kids coming down. So I think he's just, I think it was easy to kind of slide Miami into the official visit schedule there. Um, but that, I mean, they like this kid. They like this kid a lot. And uh, again, I think he's one of many names along the defensive line that Miami definitely covets. So, um, you know, TJ Lindsay is uh, a new name, uh, you know, for the official visit weekend, but I think he's, he's definitely one to track. 
couple of linebacker targets going to visit as well. Cameron Pruitt, he comes from Theodore, Alabama High School. Um, he's listed at 6'3", 190. He's listed in the 24-7 database as a safety, Gabby. Um, I would assume the vision for Miami here is weak side linebacker. What yeah. can you tell us about Cameron Pruitt? Yeah, I mean, Miami loves this kid. Uh, again, got him down in the spring. Definitely like him as a weak side linebacker. Uh, you know, I, I feel like they're in, I, I think they feel like they're in a good spot there. Uh, you know, kind of checked in this morning. It does sound like Ole Miss and Mississippi State are a couple schools that maybe they feel like are, you know, their stiffest competition. Um, but I, I also think that they feel like they're they're close in that recruitment and they feel like they're in a good spot, um, which is what I was alluding to kind of earlier with like the James Nessa stuff. Like, you know, right. what do you like? What do you do if Cam, like maybe James Nessa didn't pull the trigger when he had the opportunity to. But Cameron Pruitt's ready to. Um, so it's just kind of like that conundrum. That's I think it's just really going to be fascinating to see how it shakes out because they also really like Cameron Pruitt. He has a, you know, ideal size again, looks the part. Um, you know, he's someone listed as a safety. The tape is a lot of fun. He seems physical, comes off, you know, kind of plays close to the line of scrimmage, will come off the edge, you know, just, I, I mean, he does a lot of fun stuff on tape. So, um, they, again, they, they like Cameron Pruitt a lot. And, you know, he's someone that I think if he's ready to kind of give him a commitment, I think they're prepared to take it. 99 tackles, 15 tackles for loss, three forced fumbles, one interception last year. So we'll see if they can press him maybe get him in the boat this weekend. Uh, the other linebacker to talk about here too is three-star uh, Keyshawn Flowers. Comes from Archbishop Spalding in the state of Maryland. Uh, I believe Miami is his only official visit scheduled at this point. Uh, is this another situation similar to Cam Pruitt where Miami might be able to press and get him in the boat as well? What do we need to know about Keyshawn Flowers? Yeah, I think they they hope so. I think again, I think this is a I think this is a recruitment they feel like they're in a really good spot. Uh Notre Dame is a school that's in there. He might go there the following weekend. Um I know Maryland is another school that again, they feel like is in competition with them for Keyshawn Flowers. That's kind of the hometown school, I guess. I don't know where Severn is, but I don't know how close it is to the University of Maryland. I mean, I guess I should say home, you know, in-state school. Um, that's kind of doing a good job recruiting him, trying to keep one of their top one of their top players home. Um, but again, I, I Miami was one of the schools that I think got in there maybe earliest with Keyshawn Flowers and then started pressing hard from then. And again, he's another one that got down to Miami during the spring. Um, so he's already been around the school. He's already done all those good things. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame and linebackers, that's always a, a situation that you kind of want to watch. But again, I do feel like Keyshawn Flowers is the one that I think they feel like, uh, you know, they could potentially get. And, uh, you know, I think they view him as a Mike linebacker, uh, someone who can kind of come in and hold down the middle. Um, and, you know, they, they think he's really good. Uh, you know, they think he's better than what he's, but then what he's rated at, uh, you know, they're, I think they think that he's just like a total stud. So, uh, Keyshawn flowers is, is, is a name that they certainly like a lot. And then the last guy to touch on here that we know of right now that planning to visit three-star offensive lineman, Ty Hilton comes from Oviedo high school in central Florida coming off the Penn state visit, uh, Looks like this could end up being a, a big three battle with official visits set for Miami, Florida State, and Florida. You've kind of said here, Gabby, that he is one of their offensive tackle targets, 6'4", 270, kind of a developmental type of guy with, with some upside. Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what they view him as. I think that's exactly what they're kind of targeting at tackle, at least for now. 
Uh, you know, I think going into the fall again, if they start winning some games, I can definitely see Miami start turning on, the, like turning up the temperature on some other dudes. You know, I think that they're going to wait until the fall to press for a Brandon Baker or even a Daniel Calhoun, who they really like and want to and they want to get involved with him as well. Um, but Ty Hilton is, again, developmental type of tackle that, uh, you know, that they're working really hard at. They think he has, again, a lot to work with, a lot of tools that will translate to him being a, a really good tackle down the line. And again, it could be a big three. It could definitely end up being a big three uh, battle between Miami, Florida, Florida state. Um, but I think Miami would really like to win this one. All right. So we'll wrap it up on this Gabby. Um, it's pretty clear that this is a huge official visit weekend. The official count is what uh, 14 guys. As we record this podcast with, probably half of those guys ranking inside the top 150. So that is the elite of the elite. Um, Gabby, is it fair to say if Miami signs a top five class, it will largely depend on the success of the recruiting job that was done this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I mean, to sign a top five class, uh, what? How, how many five stars are we going to need, David? At least three, right? That's what Miami three had. is the That's, minimum. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I, I think in order for Miami to sign three five stars, uh, you got to get at least one from this weekend. You got five of them coming. And again, I'm, I, I think one five, if you, if Miami let, signs one of these five stars, like, you know, at the end yep. of the day, that's a win, but that's a, that's like minimum that you'll need to hopefully potentially get to that, you know, base of three. So I think you should, I think if Miami's in that top five, they probably got more than one. Uh, from you know of the five stars from this weekend and I think you probably did a good good job cleaning up you know the 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 meat of this weekend as well which still has really good prospects you have again a top you know top two four seven guys in uh, Elijah Lofton and LJ McCray and Brace Daly and and even a Jared Gibson type like if you can even you you throw a couple of those guys into this mix like I feel like you know, that is the formula, uh, uh, you know, to get into that range. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's super fair to say that this weekend will go a long way towards determining whether Miami has a top five class. And I'm not saying that, you know, that means by Sunday we'll know that right. if Miami has a top five, a pot potential for a top five class. July. I think, yeah, we'll know in July based on the decisions that people who visited in this weekend you know, where they decided to go to college and all that stuff. So I yeah. don't want to set, I don't want to set the expectation that Monday morning when, you know, right. Aiden Breeland hasn't committed, that means Miami has no chance to sign a top five class. So, you know, definitely, you know, patience, uh, you know, let, you just got to let this weekend play out, let this month of June play out. And then things, you know, in, in July, you know, after the month of July, I think it'll be, it'll be the space to make a fair assessment of what the, potential ceiling of this class is all right gabby will be all over it um again 60 percent off annual subscription deal huge official visit weekend this weekend gabby will be all over it i would hop on board now to stay up to date um this is this is what mario cristobal loves to do uh and this is why he was brought here to land big time dudes so uh, we will see how things go this weekend. Appreciate everyone for listening. Appreciate all our sponsors as always. Uh, everyone's support means the world to me and Gabby. And until next time, take care.
It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.